Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by us. Start your engines with me and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. It is the episode that you're listening to right now, so thank you for listening. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb well all the prelims are over and there is nothing left to do now but take the track for the official daytona 500 qualifying's over the duels are over Everything's over, Cody. The next thing we're going to see is live points racing on the track. All three series, but of course, the most important of them all, the Daytona 500. I can feel it. It's here, Rod. Time to make Daytona 500 picks. I couldn't be more excited. I squeezed a lot of them in the document. I am pumped for this race. I can't help myself when it comes to super speedways. They're, they're dangerous and risky, but makes it even even more fun to bet on. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. We've already seen a whole lot of crazy on the track already between the qualifying, between the duels, between all the lead-up right now to the Daytona 500. Although I do feel, and, and listen, so obviously we're recording this now on Thursday night. The duels are both over, and the qualifying is already set. The field is now set for the Daytona 500, which is pretty much why we did this on a Thursday night. And it's a great thing that we did too, because here we are now being able to talk about the odds for the Daytona 500. And I'm just so super excited about the the fact that now we know where everybody's starting and we know where everything's going. So um, cannot wait for that to happen. Uh, but again, we've seen some nuttiness already in some cars perform, AKA the Fords, which makes Sean Green look like a, a handicapping masterpiece uh and then you know and then some right yeah exactly yeah ford's very strong 
A little tough to tell with the Chevys. They kind of screwed up the strategy there in the first. Not screwed it up, but just made the wrong call, I guess. Didn't work out the way they thought it would. Toyotas notably did not lead a lap in the either dual race. I wouldn't look too much into that, though, because, again, you had them separated into two races. Didn't get a chance to work together. These are shorter races, only 150 miles. There's a lot more that's going to happen in 500 miles. So uh, it is notable, though, that the Fords did look good and looked fast and maybe were a little harder to pass. But big difference in 40 cars being out there rather than 22. Um, and so so we can take a little from it, but I, I wouldn't look too far into that. Would not indeed. Uh, all right. So, again, as we draw ever nearer to the Daytona 500, this is, of course, the betting show for it. But, Cody, we got a little housekeeping to get out of the way, a little bit of history lessons to be had. So what do we got for today? How far away from the big race are we? Well, it is three days until the Daytona 500 now. So, obviously, we'll touch on the legendary number three car. Of course, top of the list, Dale Earnhardt Sr., 529 races in that car number, 67 wins, 348 top 10 finishes, completed over 162,000 laps in that car number, 529 races, Rod, an average finish of 10.4. Dale Earnhardt Sr. was next level great. He sat on the pole 18 times. Um, obviously, that car number was retired-ish for a while, um, where nobody raced it after we lost Dale Earnhardt in the 2001 Daytona 500 until Austin Dillon came into the series. They brought the number back with Richard Childress racing there. Austin Dillon, second on this list, 323 races in the number three car, four wins, all four very big wins too, not just random wins here or there. Daytona 500, Daytona this past year to get into the playoffs, Texas to get into the playoffs a couple years ago, and the Coke 600, another crown jewel. Um, so he's he's definitely done a good job in that number three car. Uh, 68 top tens for him. Richard Childress, actually third on this list, uh, the car owner for both Dale Earnhardt and Austin Dillon, also Austin Dillon's grandfather, 172 career starts in the number three for him. Uh, no wins, only three top five finishes. Buddy Baker started 61 races in this car number. Ricky Rudd, 60. Junior Johnson made 50 starts in this car number. Uh, David Pearson made a few starts. Leroy Yarborough, Kale Yarborough, Fireball Roberts, Marvin Panch, uh, Al Unser Sr. made one start in the number three car. Uh, and then going all the way to the bottom of the page here, 79 different drivers have made starts in the number three car. Uh, when you go up to the manufacturer, <laughs> so out of uh, the 1,462 starts, 1,140 of them in Chevrolet. Obviously, Dale, Richard, Austin all started in Chevrolets. Dodge actually had 119 as second. Uh, Ford only 48 races. That's kind of a surprising number for Ford. Uh, nothing too crazy. Studebaker, three races. Morris Garage, Nash Motor Company. No Jaguar for the number three car, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, there's your, there's your number three car history for the day. Uh, obviously, most notably, Dale Earnhardt Sr., who, uh, who did – a lot of great things in that car number, winning multiple championships. I think he won five or six of his seven in that number three car. So crazy to think that he just dominated that number. And and it's not like he's that old. I mean, it, again, you go back through the history of the sport. I mean, he's not back in the 1940s, right? He's not back in the right. 1950s. Yeah, that's not that long ago. I mean, we just lost him at the end of his career, you know, 
only 22 years ago. So yeah. that's that's a very recent uh, domination as far as the 75 years of NASCAR, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, 75 years. We are celebrating that. But yeah, it's so crazy to think that. And then, of course, even even more crazy to think that Austin Dillon is still second on that list, and he's not even yeah. that old either. Right, no, yeah, he's very, very young in NASCAR and very new. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes as well. So in that second dual race, Kyle Busch, unfortunately, got wrecked by Daniel Suarez. Uh, it's likely they're going to go to a backup car. Bob Pockris just tweeted out a couple of minutes ago. Um, so that's unfortunate. Spoiler alert. I do have a bet on him in a little bit. My opinion has not changed. I made this place, this bet before, well, like months ago, really, but, but before their dual races, I was actually very impressed. He had a very dominant car, looked very good. Uh, and, and then just too, too rough from Suarez, a little bit too much pushing and bump drafting and finally just couldn't hold on to it any longer. Uh, so, so he likely will go to a backup car. Looks like everyone else who was involved in that should be able to repair their cars. Um, at, at least at first glance, of course, the teams are going to dig into them tonight and, and figure it out and, and see if they need to go to backup cars or if they're able to repair the primaries. It's so frustrating for a car to get any sort of damage in the duel in the duel. That's not where you want to get damage at all. And especially for Kyle Busch, who you know, we've been high on him all off season. We've talked about a pissed off Kyle Busch and to have this happen in the duel, it does sort of throw a wrench in a lot of our, uh, our bets going into it. And especially kind of our bet. Cause we filled our, our betting cards. I filled out my betting card, uh, a lot of it before duel after qualifying. Cause I wasn't quite sure when we were going to get a chance to record this, but now that the duels have happened, I kind of feel a little better about some of the ones that I picked. So I'm okay with yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing here. I felt mine out completely before the duels even happened because what happened in the duels wasn't important as far as what I was going to bet on. Uh, it's nice to see some stuff maybe re reaffirmed, right? When we get to Corey LaJoy, he ran very well in his dual race there uh, in the second one, kind of got shuffled back at the end there, but was running solid. Uh, they made a note on the broadcast that, uh, that he might be a long shot worth keeping an eye on. So, uh, I guess the, the Fox crew seems to have been listening to the show because if you watched qualifying last night, Clint Boyer kept saying uh, they, they just got to be there at the end. You know, as long as as long as they're close and they can put themselves there at the end. And I'm thinking I said that like 45 times on the Xfinity show the other night. So I guess Boyer is a big fan and, and uh, the Fox crew must be watching. So shout out to them. <laughs> yep, he definitely listens to this show. I can vouch for that because, you know, he's he's always a big SGPN fan. He loves the day, uh, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and I, I think I heard him say it once in a broadcast. I don't know, whatever. It's all. I'm sure he dropped it out there. A couple other things. Uh, Ross Chastain did sign his extension today. We talked about that yesterday, I think it was, when we talked about Daniel Suarez's extension, what the future might hold for Chastain. Uh, they didn't tie Norris, didn't say how many years, but he said that Chastain will be gray by the time he leaves track house racing. Uh, so I think that he's, he's their guy. They want to keep him around. Uh, and so that's the plan. And then of course uh, the duels decided the final drivers to get in from the open cars. So Jimmy Johnson made the race rod. He's going to be in the Daytona 500. He did make it on time and qualifying the other night. Zane Smith raced his way in. Uh, Travis Pastrana was the other guy that got in on the qualifying time. And then Connor Daly, didn't look like he had any chance. I know you were live recording your uh, uh, episode of the back road during the second duel, but they they come out on the track for the duel 
and the car was bouncing like up and down and it was just like oh my goodness like, he didn't even get to make a qualifying lap yesterday because the oil thing and you didn't didn't look like they were even going to be able to go lucked out in an early caution there when the window came out of one of the cars uh and they got made some changes at least kept him in it but he was already a lap down then the crash happened austin dylan or austin hill rather got caught up in it wasn't able to finish uh and that allowed connor daly to go well and pastrana also wasn't able to finish so that allowed daly to be the top finishing car in his duel and make it in uh so those four guys made the daytona 500 chandler smith austin hill are the two unlucky open cars they will pack it up and go home and have to try again next year. It's funny when it looks like he's on hydraulics, like when he's when he's in a '64 Chevy Impala and he's like bouncing down the track. That's not it's not how you want a NASCAR car to go. Uh, I guarantee you that right now. Um, I will refrain from being happy that Jimmy Johnson made the race, but yay, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson made the race, and and he looked really. I mean, look. For as much as a guy who says to him the the interview afterwards, I didn't even know if this car was moving because it wasn't making any noise. He was like, I honestly didn't even realize that we were actually going and I couldn't tell that this car was fast. Like that just tells you the differences between what he used to drive and even an Indy car when he was driving like a couple hundred miles an hour to now where, you know, the, this car is way different than what he's used to. So it's going to take him a second, but... I, I said this. I said this in the back road. If you listen to the uh, to the IBT in between media's back road show, I said you take the ball out of Michael Jordan's hand. You take the basketball out of Michael Jordan's hand. You put a bat in it, right? He's gonna swing the bat around a little bit. You put the basketball back in his hand. It's gonna take a second for him to to get the the feeling again. But boy, it's not gonna take too long for him to that muscle memory to kick in and for him to kick ass again. And I feel like. All of the jitters now, all of the prelims are out of the way, and, and I feel like he's going to be full go once the green flag drops on the 500. I think it'll be something to see. Yeah, I agree. I think that he'll be he'll be competitive in that race. Uh, you said you'd refrain your excitement. I'd love to make a joke about you being dressed in head-to-toe in uh, Jimmy Johnson gear, but now that we're on YouTube, I uh, can't, can't that. make that joke because you can see that I'm lying. So welcome to anybody watching for the first time on YouTube. Uh, we've been doing this for a hot minute over on the podcasting side of things. And if you're a podcast listener and you want to watch on YouTube, see Rod's beautiful face at least, you can join us over there. Uh, just type in NASCAR Gambling Podcast on YouTube and we'll pop up. And uh, here we are. Yay. Here we are. Um, all right. So history lesson is over. News and notes pretty much done. Like we said, the, the field is set. Um, and we're just uh, basically going to be going through our Daytona 500 bets all episode long. We're not sharing it with Xfinity. We're not sharing it with the trucks. We're literally just giving you wall-to-wall Daytona 500 picks. I cannot wait. Let us take a break. When we come back, that's what we'll do. Daytona 500 picks for you on this episode. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. You got great odds, promos, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability, and of course... 
you hit the biggest parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. How can you pass it up? There's so much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough. Winbet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Cody, we know that a few of the books have gone and taken down some of these plays so uh hopefully they put them back up after the uh duels are over and now that everything is set uh but i'm still going to continue as if they're up so if you go to these books and you don't see the exact matchup uh then we'll we'll kind of talk through because i know i've got i've got matchups i know you don't have matchups but i've got a couple of matchups and i'll talk you through them and and where i would lean on where they're at so um kind of go in that direction as well. And you probably need to take yourself off of mute. Look at, he's all excited that he's on YouTube and he can't get there. Ah, uh, yeah, I should probably pay attention. I do have one matchup in there. Uh, but there is a couple of practice sessions too. So books, some of the books pull the lines down during the practices, during these qualifying things. I don't expect anything to really shift odds very much. Uh, we didn't see much of a shift after qualifying, uh, other than Kyle Larson's odds to win got shorter, which, you're not going to bet on anyways, hopefully, because, oof, buddy, that's, uh, yeah, anyways. But, no, I, I think that uh, a lot of, some of these places still have everything up the same, and not much has changed. So, that's always going to be the ebbs and flows of a, of a racing weekend when you have practices and qualifying. Things will change and move a little, but uh, I think we're going to be going to be pretty much right on track with what we got here. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, well, speaking of what we got on track here, why don't you just go ahead and start laying out the bets for us What's your first one. Yeah, my first one, I'm going to jump right in with a, a pretty long shot one. And again, these are these are the way to go on super speedways, right? Sprinkle some of these long shots out there. Hope you hit one. Maybe you hit two. Maybe you hit five of them. Who knows? Uh, but can't, can't win them if you don't try them, right? So Eric Jones, I'm going to take him for a top five at plus 525. Uh, and also, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on him as a top Chevy at 14 to 1. In five of the last six races at Daytona and Talladega, he's finished in the top 17 and running in, in five of the last six. So again, like Clint Boyer said, I'm gonna use it, I'm gonna use it as his line now. You gotta be there at the end. Eric Jones, a guy who's proven he could be there at the end, almost snagged a win at Talladega last year, uh, and has proven to be a good super speedway racer. Also, you look at the two Atlanta races, fourth place and fourteenth place. Again, running in both of them. So that puts you at seven of the last super speedway races. Eric Jones running at the end inside the top 17. Again, if you can be there at the end, a top five is on the table. Being the top Chevy is on the table. And a plus 525 and plus 1400. I feel like both of those are very good prices for a guy who's proven in in a pretty large sample size of the last eight super speedway races that he can get it done. Uh, so Eric Jones is, is the first guy on my board, you know, and really the only thing that gives me any sort of pause whatsoever is just the, the legacy motorsports cars in general haven't been up front, but the only caveat to that is obviously there, there's not teams that, or there are teams that are built to qualify <laughs> Hendrick looking at you. And then there's teams that are built to race By right away. Hopefully you were listening earlier in the week because we reacted live as we were recording to the qualifying odds dropping. And we said, 
just go put all your eggs in the Hendrick basket, bet all four of them. We were surprised Bowman was a little farther down there on 14 to one. What happens? Three of the, the top three were Hendrick cars in qualifying and Alex Bowman wins it at 14 to one. So I saw quite a few slips of guys in the discord on Twitter that cashed that uh, from listening to us. So good way to start speed weeks uh, cashing that. So I just wanted to throw that, that quick tout in there because, uh, it's a good way to start start the weekend. Yeah, and again, Wednesday. we don't necessarily pat ourselves on the back very often. Sometimes. Except for <laughs> when we do. But no, listen, it's it's that's the reason that we're here. I mean, if nothing else, you guys, it's not that we we come on this show because you know, we want to we want all these big winners and we want to rub your face in it. No, because if you guys bet with us, you guys benefit from it as well. It's not we're not here to to be a picks machine, right? And to say, you gotta pick this, you gotta pick this. We're here to talk it through with you and have fun with you and talk about these picks. But ultimately we hope that you bet these because if you do, you hit a 14 to 1, and we haven't even been to the race yet. I mean, we literally were still in qualifying so you started out with a pretty good win right off the bat you not us doesn't matter if we do it right well we did too but still because <laughs> trust me if you if we give out these bets we're sweating them with you trust me yeah, but, and, uh, but we want you to be able to do it as well and that's that's really the ultimate goal so hopefully um you listened and, and bet that 14 to 1 uh and one i know like it's like cody said a bunch of the guys in the discord saying they jumped on it so glad you guys did Yep. And then too, also, if you're new to the show, we have a lot of new listeners here as we, as we head into the season. Every Monday, it's a recap. Show. We're going to go over all the bets. So if we lose them all, we're going to sit here and tell you we lost them all. We're going to talk about it, what happened, where we might have gone wrong, walk through the process. Uh, so we try to be very transparent. We are going to brag when we win because it's fun to do. Of course, we like to celebrate wins. Who doesn't? But we will talk about the losses as well. So don't worry, we'll, we'll stay honest with you. It's industry standard, right, to be able to brag when you win. <laughs> I don't know. That's everybody, right? It, winners in racing, they go do the burnout. They celebrate in victory lane. We're the winners in the betting circle, see? Consider this our burnout for the 14-1 to 1 <laughs> in practice. Um, all right, I do, like I said, the only thing that, that sort of gives me pause is the, the I mean, it, it's not like they've been the fastest cars on the track, but again, I mean, they still have a chance to make adjustments and come back stronger. Uh, so I like Eric Jones as a top five if we're embracing chaos. My first bet, I think, is a, probably a safe bet out of the gate. And it's really because we do expect a ton of chaos in this. And if the second duel was anything to what we're going to see in the actual race itself, then maybe we should buckle down for a little bit of chaos. But if things end up the way of the first duel, and that's, you know, sort of a calm waters and everybody trying to play by the rules and play nice, then this matchup that I found is is going to hold true, and I think that that's Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney. We love Blaney. We do. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Hang on. If there was... Hold on. So we had Blaney's corner, right? And Blaney's corner was... Right. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna unveil that in a little bit because we have a, we have a new corner. So then, if if I'm doing anti Blaney, then I'm doing this. Yeah, right. Okay. We're we're yeah. doing a little tr sad trombone for Ryan Blaney. Uh, but look here in this track, Ryan Blaney, uh, average finish of eighteen point one. He's got one win, five top fives, six top tens. And then you flip the, the script to Denny Hamlin. He's got three wins, eleven. 11 top fives, excuse me, and 12 top tens, an average finish of 
Look, I understand that the last three races for Denny Hamlin have not been ideal at Daytona. 25th in the fall, 37th at the Daytona 500 last year, 13th at Daytona in the fall of 2021. But he did rip off a fifth, a third, a first, and then a 26th, I'm sorry, in the fall. But he won back-to-back Daytona 500s in 2019, 2020. It's just a matter of can he remember to do it this time around. And that's really what it is. Toyotas have not looked all that strong, uh, but they did in, in the first duel. They they actually looked pretty good in the first duel. Bubba Wallace, you know, holding up there. So I, I think that the Toyotas have something for the race itself. They may not have been the strongest qualifiers. That was Ford. Uh, but they, they certainly, I think, have something for this race. And, of course, Denny Hamlin could be muscle memory at this point for him to find his way to the front. And Ryan Blaney uh, could very well find himself in trouble who knows? That that's I'm betting on that. Yeah, this is uh, this is the toughest matchup on the board in my opinion. So props to you for even taking a side because these are two of the best super speedway racers out there. I have a pro Blaney bet coming up in a bit, but I have nothing bad to say about Denny Hamlin. So and again, it's almost a coin toss. Pick your side, roll with it. Denny's got the better track record of finishing, being there at the end. He's won this a couple of times, right? Uh, and, and with Ryan, it's like he. he just something always goes wrong, especially in these 500s where it's two, you know, a couple years in a row here where he's been there at the end and just didn't quite get it done. So I don't blame you there. Jumping into my next one, this is going to be my one head to head on the board. And I tossed in a bonus one as well because this is my hashtag fade Kyle Larson on super speedways. Again, we've talked about it before. Dude is one of the best drivers in the world. Anything you put him in, any kind of car, almost any kind of track except super speedways looked okay in the duel tonight, right? He decided to stay up there, even though he was locked in and, and actually performed really well. He's done well in duels before doesn't translate to the 500 mile race for him. It just, he, he just can't seem to get it done. And when you look at his last two races at Daytona, he finished 37th, 32nd in his last six races at Talladega, only one finish better than 18th. Uh, three of those, he was 37th or worse in a 40 car field. Um, he did finish at Atlanta 13th in the second race, but 30th in the first race. So just very inconsistent. Um, so I'm going to take chase Elliott over Kyle Larson. I don't think I said that, but minus 120. chase Elliott, one of the better plate racers in the field. Yeah. The speed wasn't there for the qualifying time, but they talked about it during the duel tonight. He didn't care about qualifying. He didn't care about it. He wanted better handling in the car, so he has a chance to go win the Daytona 500. He was really close to winning it two years ago with the second place to finish to Michael McDowell, a guy that finds himself there when it comes to super speedways. Um, he So he won the last plate race in the Cup Series at Talladega in the fall, um, and then in the last 10 races at Talladega and Daytona combined, he has a 29th place finish, and the 24th place finish after the rain crash in the fall. Otherwise, every finish of those 10 was 18th or better running at the end at Atlanta this past season. Sixth place in the first race, won the second race by winning both stages and the race, absolutely just dominated the whole event. Um, And so Chase Elliott, not only a good super speedway driver, but Kyle Larson just is not good at it. I would have taken this head-to-head no matter who it was against Kyle Larson. So I'm also going to toss out there Joey Logano also matched up. Those are the only two head-to-heads I could find against Larson. So I'll take Joey Logano as well at minus 108. 
that's basically even money. Uh, so those those are the two matchups where I'm going to pull out the fade Kyle Larson thing. Again, I, I don't know why they keep him as one of the favorites on super speedways. They just haven't learned that he's not great there. He's got a couple of decent finishes. You look back through his history, but a majority of the time he just struggles, cannot seem to figure it out. And they talked about that during qualifying yesterday on the Fox broadcast that it's just something he struggled at and just can't quite figure out how to work the draft, how to manipulate it. And so until things change and suddenly he wins one, going to keep fading him. Uh, so there's there's my two fade Kyle Larson bets for the day. And he can start at the front. It's just he can't stay there. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, yeah, a couple yeah. years in a row, starting up on the front row, it just doesn't translate. Drops like a rock. It's it's insane. I, I don't even, I don't get it. But uh, whatever, we'll take it. If it's free money, it's free money. Uh, anybody over Kyle Larson. Um, and again, just the disclaimer that we always toss out at Super Speedways: don't go drop the house on this because even though it is almost a sure thing, Elliot Logano could get caught up in that first wreck, wreck, and and then Larson finishes thirty seventh, and they finish thirty eighth and thirty ninth. It can happen, right? It's just the law of averages, and and everything is these guys are much better at it, and, and in general, tend to finish better. Um, so yeah, just just like to throw out that Super Speedway disclaimer of. Shit hits the fan quick and anything can happen. Yeah, and and with Elliot starting, you know, in the middle of the pack, it definitely leads to, you know, somebody could get really chippy early, uh, air yep. can shift, and God knows what happens when that happens. So um, definitely, definitely don't bet the house. We've told you this all season long, all preseason long. Don't bet the house. Just uh, be moderate in your super speedway betting. Um, all right. One thing you should bet the house on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one, one more matchup I'm leaning ahead towards. Uh, I got Chase Briscoe over Martin Truex Jr. Yes, you did hear us give a heap of praise to Martin Truex Jr. after the clash. We definitely said, yes, we, he should probably be somebody that you take seriously. But, I mean, again, temper expectations. This is super speedway racing. We did see the Fords look absolutely spectacular. Uh, in in qualifying, Martin Truex Jr. did finish eighth in the uh, in his second dual race. Chase Briscoe fifteenth, but Briscoe did actually uh, qualify in sixth, whereas Martin Truex Jr. did not qualify uh, well at all. In fact, he qualified in twenty second position. So uh, you look, but their average finishes here uh, for Chase Briscoe, he's only had four Cup Series races on Daytona. His average finish is eighteenth. Uh, last time out in Daytona in the fall, he didn't have a very good day. Uh, in fact, he finished 31st in that race. He was wrecked out of that. But at last year's Daytona 500, that 14 car finished in third place, whereas Martin Truex Jr., a long and storied history here at the Daytona International Speedway. He's got 35 starts in his career on this track total um, with an average finish of 21 and a half. Uh, that's not really the greatest of all finishes last season in the fall was his best finish in a while, uh, where he finished eighth. Daytona 500, he finished 13th. Second. That was just the rain race. Where exactly. He survived the rain. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but before that, 29th at the fall, 25th at the 2021 Daytona 500, uh, fourth in the fall, 32nd at the Daytona 500 in 2020, 35th in 2019. I don't want to go on and on, but I'm just saying Chase Briscoe actually looked relatively quick and I think he's got enough pace to beat uh, Martin Truex Jr. Even though Toyotas are thin in the field and he's not going to have a lot of friends. Um, but, you know, 
We'll we'll get there. Yeah, we talked about it after the win at the Coliseum, right? Truex is off the auto fade list, but when it comes to super speedways, he's right pretty close behind Kyle Larson as one of the guys that remains a favorite each time, but doesn't produce the results. Um, and so, yeah, I fully back this. I'm all for it. If I had to pick two guys in the field to hit to fade in head-to-heads, it's Kyle Larson first, Martin Truex Jr. second. So I fully endorse this one as well. And Chase Briscoe, proven he's a he's a pretty solid guy um, in the super speedways. Next up for me, I'm going to go into to Rod's bucket here, take one of his guys, A.J. Allmendinger, top three finish, 14-1. to one. A.J. Allmendinger very, very quietly is a really good super speedway racer. It's not talked about a lot. You don't think of him. You think about road courses when you think about AJ, right? But super speedways, he's good. Colleague, also very good. We've talked about that multiple times. I know Chandler Smith was in the third Colleague car, didn't qualify for the Daytona 500. Not going to put that in that in that category. But in the Cup Series, they've been decent and really good in the Xfinity Series. Um, so looking back, I'm also actually going to throw on Top Chevy at 22 to one for AJ Allmendinger as well. Again. Just kind of sprinkle partial units on some of these longer shots. You hit one or two of these, and you can end up having a pretty good day. Um, So he hasn't started a Cup Series race on a super speedway in a little while. 2018 was the last time when he was still over uh, with JTG Doherty. But he finished sixth at Talladega that year, third in the Daytona 500. Again, this is him trying to get a top three. Um, And then in 2017, he was third there as well in the Daytona 500. So... The last two Daytona 500s he's run, third place in both of them. Uh, You go over to the Xfinity Series. He won at Talladega in the fall in the Xfinity Series. Um, Top three and three of his last four at Talladega in Xfinity. Four top fives uh, in a row at Daytona. And then the two Atlanta races uh, for the Xfinity Series. Or just, sorry, Xfinity was only at Atlanta once, but he finished 10th in that race. So again... A.J. Allmendinger has proven in both of the series smaller sample size for the Cup Series recently because he's he's been out of the Cup Series full-time and hadn't run on the Super Speedways lately. But going back to his last two attempts at the Daytona 500, again, found himself in position at the end. That's what you're asking for. Doesn't even need to win this one. Just finish in the top three. Um, and, and if you go back to the Xfinity Series, before winning at Talladega finally, he, he continued to finish second at Super Speedways. And it was like, Gosh, is AJ ever going to win one of these because he keeps getting second? So maybe he doesn't win the Daytona 500 here, but he could finish in the top three. He could also be the top Chevy at 22 to 1. Um, so I'll take both of those as, again, just, just smaller sprinkles. You're kind of splitting up some units here, dropping a little bit everywhere. So you have something in the game throughout the race, hopefully. They don't all get taken out in the first big one, right? Um, and again, a guy that, like Clint Boyer said, can survive, be there at the end, and be in the mix. Uh, So A.J. Allmendinger for me. Don't got to sell me on A.J. Allmendinger. If there's another person that I love more than... Wait a second, never mind. Uh, I do love me some (laughs) A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, All right. (laughs) I'm going to lay out my next one. And that's uh, two guys that I think are both going to finish inside of the top five. Uh, I like this bet, actually. It's it's kind of... It's it's a fun one. It's at 12 to 1. It's at plus 1,200. But I got Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick to finish inside the top five, both of these guys. Tyler Reddick may be the one that will hold you up a little bit from this one. 
given that he's in a new position, but they're both obviously in 2311 equipment this year. You know, Bubba in the 23, Redick in the 45, but Bubba did qualify in 11th position. Uh, unfortunately, his buddy did not have uh, the same sort of uh, uh, luck in qualifying. But I will say that when you look at these guys' track history together, um, it's very encouraging in that uh, Bubba Wallace has two second-place finishes in the last three races uh, at Daytona. He had a, a second-place finish in last year's Daytona 500. But really, going back a couple more years, he had a top-five finish in the fall of 2020, and that was uh, not in the 23. That was actually in the 43 car uh, back in the day. Tyler Reddick also two strong finishes in the last three races. He had a fifth-place finish in the fall here in 2021. And then, of course, the second-place finish. Yeah, I know. It was the rain Daytona race. But Tyler Reddick was still good enough to probably could have won that race. If, he should have won that one, yeah, if he exactly. didn't play nice teammate. Yeah, yeah, he played nice teammate, and he should have probably won that race. So I'm thinking that both of these guys have a very strong shot at finishing inside uh, the top five. Bubba Wallace finished seventh in his dual race and I will say that that once things got chippy there in the last couple of races or last couple of laps rather um, I feel like Bubba Wallace was moving around trying to find a way to get in and unfortunately he wasn't able to kind of knife through at the right time but he had a very good shot and he was up front he was running second to Ryan Blaney for tons of those laps so I, I, again he's got the car that could be up front and when you see that in the duels Sometimes it, it does translate into the big race itself. What a perfect segue, Rod, right into my next bet. I had a similar one. Uh, I found this. and some, So the books offer just these special bets sometimes, right? Put a couple guys together. A lot of times it's like, eh, you know, you really need two. You got to get pretty lucky to have two things happen on a super speedway. But this is one I couldn't pass up. This is Ryan Blaney to be the top Ford and Bubba Wallace to be the top Toyota 20 to 1 odds. I get it right there. It's going to be tough for this to happen, but it's 20 to one. You look at that duel and I put this in before the duel. It's still there. I just checked too. So, but you look at that duel race, right? Right away, hooked up bumper to bumper and they were off. They were up front for a long time, pit stop, shuffle things. They got away from each other. That happens. They talked about it on the broadcast as well. These two guys are best friends. Bubba Wallace just got married on New Year's Eve. His best man was Ryan Blaney. These guys hang out all the time. They got their dogs together all the time. They're always posting pictures with each other. They are good buddies. On the track, are they competitors? Yes, but you have to have friends at a place like Daytona. Not only are they good friends, these are two of the best drivers on super speedways. We've seen it from them a ton lately. So if you go back and look, Ryan Blaney has a top 15 in seven straight races at Daytona. Three of those finishes were top fives. Again, last year's Daytona 500, Blaney should have won it. But Austin, he, he waited a little too long to, again, play the nice teammate card. Austin Cindric threw the block late, and Bubba Wallace finished second in that race. So both of those guys right there at the end. Um, you go back through Ryan Blaney, uh, his last 13 races at Daytona, only two finishes worse than 15th. Again, be there at the end, right? 11 of 13, that is the definition of be there at the end. Uh, he finished fifth in one of the Atlanta races last year, 17th in the other, but again, that's running at the end. Bubba Wallace has not finished worse than 19th in eight races in a row at Daytona, uh, second in last year's 500, like I said, 
and a 14th and 13th place finish at, at uh, Atlanta, rather, last season. So, again, running at the end, we saw him win at Talladega. Again, yes, it was rain-shortened, but put himself in position to be there at the front. They knew the rain was coming. They, that's what they were racing, uh, and he was there when it counted. So two of the best super speedway guys, two guys that could very well push one or the other to the Daytona 500 win. If these two guys are locked up at the end of this race, I think that they wouldn't – I think that to a degree they're going to make a move and try to win for themselves, right? But if they get in a position where they have to help somebody, they're going to try to help their best friend get his Daytona 500 win so they can go celebrate all night with him after winning the Daytona 500. Uh, so I felt like this one was too good to pass up. So again, Ryan Blaney, top Ford, Bubble Wallace, top Toyota, and it is 20 to 1 if you hit both of those. Ryan Blaney starting in 7th projected right now. Bubba Wallace starting in 15th. So uh, I definitely see them kind of hooking up. I mean, it's a couple of rows of difference here in, in that. Uh, so, and yeah. one, one other thing on the Toyota thing, too. There's only seven Toyotas in this field. Again, we've talked about that as a huge advantage. We talked about it specifically in the truck series a couple of days ago where there's just not wasn't a lot of one certain manufacturer. Same thing here. You only have the seven Toyotas. Yes, Denny Hamlin's included in that group. He's a great super speedway guy, and there's other good drivers in the Toyota field, but four of them get wiped out in an accident. You only have to beat one of them. So Ryan Blaney potentially finishes as a top forward in first or second. Bubba Wallace could finish 12th or 15th and still be the top Toyota if nobody else is still in or, or finishes behind him. Uh, so that's another point in that category that that could help him well we talked about how much fun it is to pick top toyotas it's like uh it's like one of your one of one of five you got a one in five one in six chance of of winning and so it's always a a good bet to make um all right so i put this this next pick in the docks before the dual <laughs> race i want cody to back me up on this one uh because and confirm it was in there already. i was i was in there about three o'clock uh pacific time maybe even before that, maybe it was like 2 o'clock Pacific time that I had this in. I just, the way he looked in qualifying and the way Eric Almarola actually came out as one of the faster cars, I was like, wait a second. I mean, I'm not necessarily all that excited about this, but that 10 car actually looked uh, fairly decent. And so I thought, well, okay, I will take a chance on him uh, actually being... Uh, the winner of Group D. Now, in some places, you can find Group D as such. And stop me if I'm out of line here, where I've got Eric Almarola. still there, too, by the way. Yes, so it, it hasn't, is. Hasn't changed or gotten taken down. It is not. The same group is here. Eric Almarola, Chris Buescher, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse, Jimmy Johnson. Did it pay me to take Eric Almarola as the champion of Group D at plus 375? Absolutely. But, again... I thought, hmm, there's something to this 10 car, especially after qualifying and watching him qualify fourth. I thought there's something here. Then, of course, he goes out. He wins the second duel. And guess what? My suspicions were confirmed. So I, I think there's something to this, uh, this 10 car this week that at the very least he can finish better than all of the rest of these guys. I don't know. I'm not asking him to win the race. not even asking him to get a top 10. All he's got to do is finish in front of Chris Buescher, think he can do that eric jones unfortunately i think he can do that austin dillon may be the wild card in this but ricky stenhouse i'm not scared of i love jimmy johnson 
I'll make a case for him in a little bit. Yeah, you'll hedge, you'll hedge with Jimmy Johnson later, anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take another side of Jimmy Johnson just in case this doesn't bit this doesn't hit. No, yeah, I like this one as well. Obviously, he just proved it in the duel how good he is. He's a great super speedway guy. Again, they were talking about that on the broadcast. Tony Stewart was in the in the Fox booth. He owns that car and was just saying, I don't know how he does it, but he's always good at these tracks. He's a very patient driver. I think that's a a very key help in him doing it. He'll let things come to him. Again, put himself in the right position at the right time, just like he did tonight. I mean, coming off of off of turn four there, it didn't look like he maybe was even going to win that. Made the right move. He was right there uh, and got it done. Yeah, and again, it's not – I'm not – I don't feel great about it. I mean, it's like I'm sitting here going, yeah, beat the chest, but – you know, we've seen some crazy stuff go on. He did have a fifth place, uh, fifth place finish here last year in the Daytona 500. So, um, and he does have a win on the Daytona track, and not the Daytona 500, but he has won here on this track before. Uh, so, I don't know. This is we don't. It's not his last season, but it's his last. Maybe, maybe season. not. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, like he said in his post race interview tonight, he's supposed to be retired right now, but here he is in victory lane. <laughs> well. Yeah, that's only going to keep him going forward, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right, one more bet from each of us uh, before our winner's pick. So what do you got for us? Well, Rod. <laughs> I can have, see uh... that. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go, right? And now it's time for Corey LaJoy Corner with Cody Zeeb. All right. Well, you know me. When it comes to super speedways, I'll pound the table for Corey LaJoy each and every time. This time, I'm taking all the chips putting them on the table and Corey LaJoy's name. You know, I've already been talking about him all off season. I say it every time they go to a super speedway and the other five times I visit super speedways this year, he will be a winner pick. So of course I have that, but uh, again, all chips in. I found every Corey LaJoy bet I could place and I have placed all of them. <laughs> so I'm going to take Corey LaJoy for a top three finish at 30 to one Corey LaJoy for a top five finish at 12 to one. Corey LaJoy for a top 10 at plus 350. Corey LaJoy to be the top Chevrolet at plus at 45 to 1 and at 100 to 1 to win. And even after his good run in this in the um, dual races tonight, still sits at 100 to 1. I don't know how many times I have to make the case for Corey LaJoy. Even my, I think it was Mike Joy mentioned on the broadcast tonight, he might be a long shot to keep an eye on. He always runs good at these super speedways. The books still have not figured it out. Oh, we were so close at Atlanta, Rod. What was 150 to 1? I think we gave him out. And two laps to go. He was leading. Didn't quite get it done. But it's coming. I feel it. This is going to be the weekend. Obviously, I bet I'm in the truck race as well. Maybe he sweeps and wins the truck race and the cup race. That would be a hell of a party. But, again, the, the statistics are there to back it up, right? I don't just love Corey LaJoy for no reason. He finished 14th in the 500 last year. Again, that's not a super great finish, but it's in the mix at the end. It didn't quite pan out for him to get up there. Um, he has six top 11 finishes at Daytona and Talladega. Um, and then in uh, – so he finished, He had trouble in the fall race. Again, that was the rain race uh, and didn't finish well there. But his seven Daytona races prior to that, he finished all of them. And again – just be there at the end. That's all we're asking from Corey LaJoy. Be there at the end. He can get it done. Uh, in the two Atlanta races last year, fifth in the first one. And then in the second one, he finished 21st. Yes, but 
That's the one where he was leading two laps to go. And wasn't just a fluke, right? It wasn't he put himself in position. There was a wreck. He almost got it. He, for the last 75, 80 laps, it was him and Chase Elliott back and forth, sharing the lead. He was up there. He can hang with these guys all night tonight in the duel. He was in the top five, top seven, ten in that range. He did get shuffled out there when Elliott had that issue and got bobbled up and, and everybody kind of spread out and got shif shifted back a little bit. But he is very good at it. Uh, he talked about on his podcast that he doesn't necessarily think he's going to go for the win. And people will come at me with that this week, and they'll be like, well, he said he's not going to go for the win. If he gets in position and smells a Daytona 500 win, he is going to tune out what the owner of the car said, make sure it finishes, and he's going to either bring back the trophy or bring back the steering wheel and go for it all because, man, that would just that changes a career for somebody like Corey LaJoy. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to the 48 car now that Alex Bowman signed up, but maybe we'll get him in a Stuart Haas car and see him in – competitive equipment but in the meantime he's my super speedway guy all aboard the Corey lajoy train if he wins this race you cash every single one of these bets Whew, talk about a party next week rod talk about all gonna of be, this we're gonna have a full episode of Corey lajoy's corner i'm basically gonna hit record and just let you go that's all that is gonna happen next week I'm gonna uh, bring in like a 30 pack of beer and we're just going to have a party. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll grill steak for you in front of the live studio audience. That's, there you go. <laughs> that's what we'll end up doing. Uh, all right. Well, so with Cody and his Corey LaJoy love, uh, let's switch over to my Jimmy Johnson uh, love. And I've got Jimmy Johnson. I was trying to find a bet that I liked. I'm a little disappointed over this number. I, I Again, I don't know that I am surprised by Jimmy Johnson. Uh, he got a top 10 finish right now at plus 140. I feel like it should be higher. I feel like the book should have sort of given us a little more on this one, given the fact that, yes, he has been out of the sport. Yes, this is his first time in uh, a brand-new car. He is still trying to get the feel of it. But then, I guess I understand why the books did this, because... It's Jimmy freaking Johnson, right? I mean, in 38 starts, he's got 12 top fives, 16 top tens, three wins in Daytona, including two Daytona 500 wins. The end of his career, like the last, I don't know, since 2016 have been an absolute disaster. He crashed out of five races in that span, so kind of a tough run for him. But he did have a third-place finish in the fall of 2019. He had a ninth-place finish in the Daytona 500 in 2019. So, I mean, I'm not even counting that 2020 season. Unfortunately, that was, you know, we knew that was his swan song. But he did start sixth and seventh in both of those races. So, obviously, starting toward the front um, for Jimmy Johnson. A fifth-place finish in the Daytona 500 in 2015. The dude can race some cars. Now, did he do well during qualifying? Eh, but he did get himself in on time. That was encouraging. Um, and, and for the fact of the matter, the guy's like, I, I don't even know if I'm driving this car to, uh, to finding a, a decent pack in the dual race. I just feel like the pit strategy there kind of jacked him out of a pretty decent finish. They did pit a little early, uh, did the Chevys, and it didn't necessarily work out well for them in the duel. But he's in the, he's in the show. I mean, this is not a, uh, an opportunity where he's going to miss this race. He's going to race in the Daytona 500 again. And if there's anybody that can find himself moving toward the front, yes, everybody, I'm betting with my heart 
but my heart is backed up by seven championships, so eat all of that. It's Jimmy Johnson, top 10, plus 140. Well, as my wife often does when I'm talking to her, uh, I was shopping over here while you were <laughs> talking, and I found uh, Jimmy Johnson some updated odds as we're, as we're recording live here, but uh, Jimmy Johnson I found at plus 200 for a top 10. So, so we're going to change your official bet to Jimmy Johnson, plus 200. I love it. Also, it. some head-to-heads came back up. Uh, and the head-to-head you gave out is is still there. It's the same. <laughs> Chase Elliott is now plus 100 against Kyle Larson, so Ooh. even more of a reason to go snag Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson. Again, not a great finish in the duel because he bobbled and, and got stuck up there at the end, but that is an absolutely ridiculous line. So go. That's Man, that's probably one of my favorite bets on the board. But Jimmy Johnson, yeah, maybe you hope it's a little better. Two, 200 plus 200. It's pretty good for a top 10, though. And again, that's he only has to beat a quarter of the field. Just be there at the end. And Jimmy's a guy that can do that. He he didn't just forget how to race in the Cup Series after seven championships and what does he have, 83 wins or something crazy. Like, he's done it. He, he could continue to do it. Hasn't been that long. It's only been two seasons he's been off. These cars aren't that different on in, as far as the super speedway racing. A little bit different, yes, but... Once he gets back into the feel of it and gets in the race, he's had the practice of the duels now. There is two more practice sessions before the race. That'll help him get everything else felt out. He's a guy who can put himself in position. I did find it very funny on the broadcast when they had the they backed out to the graphic with the numbers on the board. 48. And the 48 car was kind of slow. And he goes, oh, Jimmy Johnson's off the pace. And then realized that Jimmy Johnson's no longer in the 48 car. <laughs> I did think that was, was pretty funny. But... Uh, yeah, no, I, I like this as well. We're going to be rooting for it, obviously. We both love Jimmy Johnson. It's great to see a legend come back anytime, anytime a legend comes back or, or is making their final start or game or anything like that. Always fun to see that. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll be rooting for this together. And plus 200 will be nice when it cashes. As a sportscaster myself, I won thousand percent felt mike joy on that one because he saw the 48 and your gut reaction especially when you know jimmy johnson's out there on the track yes. is to say oh man jimmy johnson's off the pace and then his buddy was like yeah but that's alex bummy ah damn it never mind. i did the same he goes jimmy johnson i'm like oh shit he is what the hell's going then i'm like as soon as he said that i'm like oh yeah he's not in the 48 i forgot oh, too no. i listen i knew i knew because as soon as he said jimmy johnson on the pace in my mind i was like nope <laughs> nope that's alex bowman buddy and that's you just not, said I that did, he pitted. i did find that rather funny tonight. <laughs> uh, that was hilarious um all right well all that's left now is for us to pick the winners but we got to take one more break and come back in stage three to do exactly that So we got winners coming up. Hang tight. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including. The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. All right. So, again, as you know, if you've listened to this show, if this is your first time watching and or listening, uh, welcome. And, And we're just glad you stuck through this long into it. 
but on super speedways especially, Cody has a very long shopping list, and he does tend to give out uh, quite a few winners. But again, it's super speedway racing. This is how we do it. Uh, you know, Cody, it's funny because when we started this show, Cody was like, okay, he stuck to the one winner thing. He maybe gave out two. But the more comfortable Cody got, the longer the winner's list became until now, like a good four-fifths of the show is Cody's winners. And then, every, no, I'm just kidding, Cody. <laughs> well, you know, that is actually true. But when you hit some 40-to-ones with Ross Chastain, some 25-to-ones with Tyler Reddick last season, I could go on and on, but I don't need to pat myself that much on the back. Uh, it's been a solid strategy that's working, right? And like we talked about on the Sports Gambling Podcast, the main show last week, or earlier this week, I guess that was. Feels like it's been a long <laughs> forever. Week, but anyways, <laughs> uh, it's it's like the first touchdowns in football, right? So if you're newer to NASCAR betting, if you've heard the ad on one of the other shows, you decided to come over and check it out, It that's something everybody can relate to degens at least that bet on first touchdowns you take a unit you split it four ways you split it five ways whatever and bet some some first touchdowns a guy towards the top of the board a couple guys farther down a long shot as long as you hit one of them it's gonna pay for your entire day um and so that's the way i do it this actually first bet is the one positive that i've found so again we filled this out beforehand i was gonna give kyle bush out at 12 to 1 since the wreck at in the duel and him having to go to the backup car, start at the back of the field. He's now 17 to one, which makes me like this even more. Thank you very much for the gift. Now he is going to go to a backup car. Yes, that sucks. It's unfortunate. He's going to have to start at the back of the field. Some tracks that's going to be hairy, right? You don't want to have to worry about that. Not worried about it at all here. It's going to be just fine. If he starts at the back, the backup car, I don't think is going to be that far off from the, the starter car. After he wrecked, before he got out of the car, he keyed up on the mic on the mic to talk to his crew. Said this was a Daytona 500 winning car. If they can replicate that, we saw it at the clash, right? They came out right away with speed. I've talked about it all off season. I've harped on Kyle Busch. Love Kyle Busch this year. He's pissed off. He's mad. I joked in the Discord after everybody was freaking out about Suarez wrecking him. So we had a couple guys that had bet on to win that duel, and it was looking good. I said I, I put the call into Daniel. Told him to dump Kyle, <laughs> piss him off a little more. Again, you give me a pissed off Kyle Bush. I don't need anything else. I want that over anything. Kyle Bush. Now at 17 to 1. I was going to take it at 12 to 1. I still would take it at 12 to 1, even after he's going to the backup car. But now you're getting at 17 to 1. Even better value. So Kyle Bush, first up on that board. I could go through his list of accolades. It's very long, but he is a solid super speedway racer. We've talked about it before, right? Guys haven't been able to get that day to a 500 win. It took Dale Earnhardt 20 tries, 20 years, 20 years of frustration, 20 years of trying. He finally does it. Mike Joy called that race in 2001. Mike Joy is calling the Daytona 500 again this year. Could be a similar thing for Kyle Busch. All these years, he's got the championships. He's won all the races, all the big races. He's got over 200 NASCAR series wins between the top three. He doesn't have the Daytona 500. It's the one thing missing in his massive trophy case. He's going to add it this weekend. 17 to 1. Love it. Another guy that I love, Eric Jones. He's going to be the second guy on this list. I already talked about him earlier, right? Top Chevrolet. Top five. What did I say? Top five finish for Eric. Yep, 525. I like him to win this race as well. 30 to 1. Wasn't great in qualifying. Wasn't great in the duels. Don't care. Doesn't bother me. He's good on super speedways. And put himself in position. We almost saw it last year. 
this team already took a step up with the next gen car. We saw it, especially week two last year going to Auto Club. Eric Jones all of a sudden the fastest car in practice, and everybody's like, holy hell, what's going on? But they've been good. Not only have they been good, he's now got a teammate in Noah Gragson in this race. That's a very good super speedway guy. He's up there to help him at the end. Guess what? He has another teammate that's going to finish top 10, Rod. Who's that? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson also owns the car. Jimmy Johnson would love to push Eric Jones to a Daytona 500 win and get a win as a car owner right away. So uh, Eric Jones at 30 to 1. For some reason, I did this out of order, but Austin Dillon next on my list, 28 to 1. I gave him out at the Daytona race in the fall, 30 to 1. We cashed that one there. Similar strategy. I had the four winners. He was the one that survived. And again, that was the most survive and be there at the end, right? He was like 20th and 16 cars wrecked in the rain. He survived. He was there. Tyler Reddick pushed him to the victory. We all cashed the 30 to 1 ticket. That was great, but he can do it. He's gotten it done already in the Daytona 500. He's already won it once. He won a Daytona in the fall. He's very good on the super speedways. Uh, we know that he can get it done. He finished 13th at Talladega. Obviously, the win at Daytona. He was second at Talladega in the spring. Uh, he finished third in the 2021 Daytona 500. Uh, obviously, 2018 was his win. And he has eight top 10 finishes at Daytona in his career. A guy that can put himself there at the end, knows how to make the winning moves. Teammate of Kyle Busch. Maybe these two guys are working together and one of them gets the win. At the end there, uh, the Chevy contingent is strong. They're going to have plenty of helpers in the field. Uh, and then one, did I pick all Chevys to win this race, Rod? Sure, I just sure realized did. that. Yes, you did. All, I'm giving out five because Corey LaJoy was lumped in, in in his corner there. Five winners, five Chevrolets. I'm not going to say go bet on Chevy to win because the number is not that great. But Justin Haley is my final pick. Absolutely love Justin Haley on super speedways. He's probably going to be the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. And his number is going to drop. So go get it now at 50 to 1 while you can. He has two Xfinity Series wins at Daytona in, in the Xfinity Series. Um, plus, he's finished second place there as well. He has two wins at Talladega in the Xfinity Series. Um, and in his five starts in the Xfinity Series at Talladega, he's never finished worse than eighth. Um, and then in the Cup Series, he has six top 15s in 11 total starts at Daytona. Uh, and some of those were in some pretty shitty cars back in the day. Also, he did win a race at Daytona. That was the ultimate rain-shortened craziness, and he shouldn't have won, but he's got the victory, uh, so he's done it. The two Atlanta races last season, 7th and 11th. Again, finishes the race, puts himself there at the end. Justin Haley, 50-1, to 1, is going to round out my card. I'm feeling good about this one, Rod. Apparently, I'm Team Chevy this week, uh, but I will take it. And, man, I'm excited for a, a good Daytona 500. I'm feeling I'm feeling good going into this one. Feel like you got to have the bow tie somewhere on you at some point. Ooh, like this is. Ooh, I need to go. I'm gonna have to. I don't have one, so I have to go get a bow tie. Ah, uh, man. Maybe if we get one of these, if we get Corey LaJoy, you're gonna get the bow I'll tie. I'll wear whatever you want me to wear, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come Might on. Tear off some of the YouTube audience. But. You guys in the Navy didn't wear bow ties. I, I know we did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was in the Navy. Yeah, so we don't need to get into those stories. Nah. <laughs> um. All right. Fine. I'll spare you from them. Um. Uh, my winners begin. With a guy I was not going to put on the card. I literally was not going to put on the card. And again, like I said, uh, Cody can back me up. I didn't. Ha I filled this out before the uh, the actual d duels themselves. But I was I was like, mm, I don't want to put Joey Logano down. I don't want to put Joey Logano down. 
But I put Joey Logano down because he qualified fifth. And I thought, damn it, this 22 car is going to make me eat a whole hell of a lot of crow, right? Obviously, I'm not even going to go the fact that, yes, he did uh, end up winning the, uh, or not winning, but the winning the championship last season. Didn't have that great showing in the clash this year. But again, we, we talked about, well, oh, this is an even, this is an odd year. Joey Logano performs well in the even years. Uh, but then... The damn guy goes out and qualifies fifth, and I think to myself, well, maybe there's something here. Maybe maybe Logano can do a little something. Then what does he do? Goes out and wins the first dual race. And again, in this in this block of Fords that was pretty much dominating the entire uh, race, he just had that capability, right? I mean, he wasn't up front for, uh, for all of the laps. In fact, he only led 29 of them. Um, well, he led 29. Blaney led 30, um, but Logano was there, and Logano looked strong. Logano looked fast, looked good in the draft, blocked well at the end of that. Is you know, again, a lot of times we see these guys. Yeah, we see these guys blocking at the end of that one. Man. It was it, his car was two and a half lanes wide when it really only needed to be two. Um, so he did a, a damn good job of blocking at the end. He's 14 to one to win the race, and I mean, I feel like that's good value right now with a guy that probably feels pretty good uh, heading into the the race itself. And in fact, when you look where he's going to be starting, uh, Joey Logano is in third. third. In the first Daytona. Yep. Yeah. In the first duel. So he's right, uh, he's right there up front. So all he's got to do, and, and I'm not scared if he tries to pull back a la Denny Hamlin. He doesn't necessarily do that very often, but if he does, uh, I'm still not that worried. Oh. He did try that at the Talladega fall race yeah, after he complained about that working out for people, and then it didn't work for did him. Did not so. work at all. I don't think he tries that again. <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, but Logano obviously uh, has, to his credit, a win at the uh, Daytona 500 himself in 2015. Uh, but that's his only win in 28 starts on this track. So it's a little bit scary to take Logano at this point as a winner. But again, I, I feel like at 14 to one. That's a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent run at it. Um, all right, I've got another winner. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why, but Bubba Wallace this weekend impressed the hell out of me. Um, just seeing his qualifying effort uh, was enough for me. I mean, he did qualify 11th, but what I love was at the end of it, or I mean, even at the beginning, he was like, well... I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't know. We should have done this, and he didn't. I mean, he's so candid, and he's so relaxed right now, and that 11th place qualifying effort uh, pretty much made me a believer, and again, filled this out before the duels. He was running up front the entire time in that duel race that he was at. Got shuffled back to 7th in the end, but the only reason he got shuffled back into 7th was he was searching. He was up in the front. He was up in the first, what, I think still two, right? He was Blaney and, and Wallace up until the last couple of laps. And uh, and then the Fords kind of departed each other. He was trying to find a place to, to fit in. Got shuffled out. Couldn't find his way back to the front. Um, but he was there. And come race time, I mean, that's a little bit of a different uh, strategy when it comes to the end. So I, I feel like Bubba Wallace has a very good shot of being uh, right there again especially given the fact that we saw that during the dual race. Um, 11 career starts on this track for Bubba Wallace. Four top fives, four top tens. We talked about it earlier. He's got two second-place finishes in the last three races here in Daytona. Does he punch through this time for a win? Who knows? My, my last bet, my last bet, 
if you're uh, if you're somebody that doesn't like to hear this, <laughs> Frank 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 Carr fan, whoever that guy was, just turn, turn this off. off now. Just turn it off. Uh, and that's Jimmy Johnson, forty to one. Again, this is the longest shot I will take in this uh, in this race. I, I want to go deeper. I want to go farther, and I want to have a little more fun, like I did with the Xfinity race last week. But Jimmy Johnson is about the last person I feel comfortable betting this race. Again, it's for no other reason than this is the heart and the seven championships and the fact that he's you know gonna gonna run hard in this. Maybe something clicks and he finds his way to the front again. And for nostalgia's sake. He gets into the into victory lane. Don't bet the house on Jimmy Johnson. I'm putting him on my card because at 40 to 1, it feels like a very good value for a seven-time championship that you will never see again. All right. Can you imagine getting Jimmy Johnson a few years ago, 40 to 1 anywhere? No. Even towards the end of his career when he was not winning as often? Nope. No. So Rod in, in true uh sportscaster form, going for all the storylines. Can you imagine the heads that'll explode at Bubba Wallace wins the Daytona 500? I'm going to have But fun. I love the pick, and it's at great odds. He's He's been close. He can get it done. He is one of the best on super speedways. Been learning from the best in Denny Hamlin. Uh, again, is one of the, the best at it. He's won three Daytona 500s already uh, and as, is great at super speedways. Obviously owns Bubba's car, so he's learned a lot from him and, and obviously has taught well because, uh, yeah. So I, I love all your picks. Joey Logano again. A guy you can never count out, especially at a super speedway. He's great there. So I think we have a pretty well-rounded card. And, uh, man, I think I think one of these guys can hit and uh, we can have a nice day. I don't get it, but I get it. I love it. That, that's probably my favorite line of the entire speed weeks right now is when they said, <laughs> Bubba, what do you think about not having practice? They're like, I don't get it, but I get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. that's uh, – man, it's – yeah, it, it would have been sad had Connor Daly missed – the 500 without a chance to work those kinks out in practice. Sad for Austin Hill that it ended the way it did, but at least he's made the show now. They get a couple practices coming up. Here we are, Rod. Daytona 500 picks are in the book. Whew. Go play some now. Love Let's it. Make some money this weekend. Love it. We'll get your pen and paper out. We're going to recap the bets as we always do. Cody started you off with Eric Jones as a top five car at plus 525. Also threw in a top Chevy at 14 to 1 for you. I gave you Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney at minus 105. Cody followed it up with Elliott over Larson. Super hammer this one at plus 100 if you can find it. And he also threw in Joey Logano over Kyle Larson at minus 108 and just about anybody else over Kyle Larson at this point. If you find it, take it. BJ McLeod, I don't care. <laughs> Ooh, God. <laughs> Maybe, well, okay, well. You never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> <Come all right. laughs> I followed it up with Chase Briscoe over Martin Truex Jr. at minus 114. Cody gave you AJ Allmendinger as a top three car at 14 to 1 and threw in a top Chevy at 22 to 1 just for good measure. I said Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick are both going to finish inside the top five at 1200 and then cody said blaney is going to be the top ford bubble will be the top toyota that'll work well for my bet at plus 2000 i said eric almarola was going to be the winner of group d go look up what your group d is in this and i almost kind of don't matter what it is uh but if it stays the same eric almarola should finish in front of all these guys at plus 375 and then of course Cor uh, cody gave you full Corey. And just said, bet everything. Top three, three uh, 30 to one. Top five, 12 to one. Top 10, uh, plus 350. Top Chevy, 
45 to 1, and then, of course, 100 to 1 to win the entire Daytona 500. So uh, whatever Corey LaJoy bet you can find, go place it. That's that's basically what he's saying. Uh, I gave you Jimmy Johnson as a top 10 finisher at plus 200. And then to win, Cody gave you Kyle Busch at now 17 to 1, given his disaster at the duels. Eric DeWa- Eric Jones, he gave you at 30 to 1. Uh, Austin Dillon at 28 to 1. And Justin Haley, who, by the way, I do like, at 50 to 1. This is a kind of an under the radar type of a pick. And I'm glad you put him in there uh, because I feel like it's a it's just something that could hit very well and and make you very happy on race place, day. And place that one before Saturday's Xfinity race because he will be impressive in that and it will likely drop his odds for Sunday. Indeed. Uh, all right, I gave you Joey Logano at fourteen to one, Bubba Wallace at eighteen to one, and the driver who shall not be mentioned, Jimmy Johnson, at forty to one to win this race. Uh, Cody, buddy. Again, tomorrow night, my friend, the truck race. And for those of you who made that truck race one of the most listened to of the beginning of this season, holy hell, thank you so much. That was a surprise. Truck race episode crushed it. So for those of you guys sticking around for this Daytona episode, we love you, man. We're so glad that you guys are here with us now and listening to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast because we're about to have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. Again, last season, if you're new, welcome. Thank you. Last season was our first season. We had a great season. We crushed it. A lot of successful wins and really got to show where it's at now. Now we're coming to you five days a week. That's what you guys wanted. We got video now. You can see Rod's beautiful face at least. Uh, sorry you have to put up with me, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun season. Looking forward to it. If you're new to NASCAR betting, I've had some people reach out. They're pumped for the 500 just from listening to us on the big show. Listen to us here. Thanks for coming. Stick around. It's going to be a fun season. Daytona can be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Don't count your bets until everything is very settled after the line. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time. We got the Millie Maker out there for DFS. Come back tomorrow. Talk some DFS lineups. And we don't get to do this a lot, but we actually know the starting positions. So we can maybe build some true lineups. That's going to be a fun time. Uh, yeah, and then, man, three three full shows of nothing but bets, Rod. Can you imagine being that dumbass that left us a review about not getting enough bets? They just missed out on the best week of betting in NASCAR gambling podcast history. Go leave a positive review. Bury that douchebag's review because nobody wants to see or hear from his whiny ass again. All I'm saying is that his loss your guys's game. That's all I'm here to say. All right, Cody, buddy, that's the bets. Let's get to Daytona, yeah. shall we? Let's do it. All right. Fast forward to Sun. Well, I don't want to skip the other two races. Yeah, they're going to be great too. But yeah, what are you yes, doing? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. I'll share all my work over there. Uh, got a ton of stuff out. If you're looking for some IndyCar futures, some F1 futures, uh, if you want to go, I'll repost all the NASCAR futures here this week before things get going. I'll probably do that tonight, actually. Uh, so you can check all those out if you want to get those last second features in on all three series. Had articles out for those, uh, so that's great. But yeah, check out all my work over there. Uh, again, like and subscribe. YouTube, we're just launching, so if you're listening on the podcast, go over and like that. In the future, I've been told there might be some live shows where you'll be able to interact uh, on comments and whatnot. We're not quite there yet, but but we're getting there. So uh, so definitely hit that hit the little bell or whatever all the all the fun YouTubers say. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not one of those yet. Probably nowhere will I ever I'll, be one. I'll ask my nine-year-old daughter tomorrow what, what all I need to say at the end of the shows because she's got that down. <laughs> I'm going to Google how to talk like a YouTuber. We'll figure that out after that. Uh, all right. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, or whether it's In Between Media. Like I said, the back road still going strong over there on In Between Media. Having a great time with Elliot and Seth. So uh, check that out there. Of course, get in the Discord. Have fun with us all weekend long as we start to sweat our bets together. Fantasy League over there, too. I'll repost it tonight. Get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Free Fantasy League, $200 gift card to the merch store uh, for the winner. Oh, speaking of merch store... NASCAR Gambling Podcast merch about to relaunch. Listening, not only does he design all this fun stuff for us and have the store up there, he listens to the show even. So we love you, Jake. Thank you for getting all that stuff up there. There's a ton of stuff over there. Uh, got got the, all the merch running back back over there. Get a cool hat like this one if you're watching on YouTube. Go check that out. Indeed. All right, everybody. Till tomorrow. Let's go racing and Corey let. Oh, Corey LaJoy and let it rock.